0: You now rocking with One Nation Radio, welcome to the program. James Boyd, Rich Latta, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs, shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is, we gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip them to bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend, now let's get it on the road. One Nation Word, One Nation Word, One Nation Sports. Welcome to
1: One Nation Radio, and now here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. Thank you for listening. BWB what's up. One Nation Radio. Welcome
0: to the November 9th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going
1: on, man? Not too much. Still uh leave Las Vegas over this way um until tomorrow, but uh was able to Make do with uh, the weird time difference out here because they they actually have it on tape delay or not you know the the West Coast tape delay over here. Right. So it was it was it was a real struggle to trying to get um Ron Smackdown, but I was able to watch both of them.
0: Yeah, man. Um, we're I am happy to say, and we're going to get to this more uh, on One Nation Live Sunday before we hit the Ring of Honor show, but AJ Styles is the new WWE Champion, and I could not be happier. (laughs) Uh, But today, we came here to talk. Today is November 9th, 2017, which only means one thing in um, WWE language um, or WWE world. It is the 20-year anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob, the single most impactful uh, moment in the history of the wrestling business, in my opinion. Not the curtain call, not, um, you know, Austin 316, not Hogan slamming Andre, the Montreal screw job. And it's only become more fascinating over the years um, as more truth comes out and more stories and going back and revisiting it and watching it. And looking at how, at how serious everything was back in uh, 1997 and how much that belt really meant to these guys and the fans, um, James, like when I say the words like Montreal screw job and, you know, what are your overall feelings on it before we start kind of going through the timeline of this thing?
1: Um, I feel like it is a piss poor, uh, situation and I feel like it was handled poorly on, on every single side. Like it is, it is the result of mistakes made by every party involved, um, from Vince to Brent to, to Sean to Hunter to, um, Russo, Ross, Hebner, Cornette, who else, uh, uh, Page, uh, Jarrett, all those guys that are back there uh, involved in that situation, Bischoff, um, for, you know, like it was a complete cluster club. That's the best way to put it.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you would think that they would have found some way to get this done. But unfortunately, like, I feel like Bret Hart's, a lot of Bret Hart's pride had been compromised there was a lot that he felt um like as the leader of the locker room at that time that he had been an example to other wrestlers and he felt like he kind of went out on his sword uh for them and he represented an almost like an antiquated way of you know doing business at the time uh, especially with you know the way the company was changing into a more um like a more you know the attitude era essentially and i guess we should just start at the beginning like i i if you had to drop the timeline of where um, these events began what would you say james because i have an idea where i would begin it
1: i mean you kind of have to start from like wrestlemania
0: 12 and then go forward right that's exactly what i was thinking so um <laughs> for those of you that don't that that were not, you know, watching or too young or anything like that. So, I started watching wrestling shortly before WrestleMania 12. Like, and I was, like, all in on, you know, Shawn Michaels. And I like Bret Hart, too. And they were, like, my favorite wrestlers. And they're going to fight at WrestleMania or whatever. All right, cool. So, Bret Hart, obviously, he um, he loses at WrestleMania. Um, you know, in the Iron Man match, 62 minutes. These guys go out there, in '96, and Shawn Michaels wins at the end, and there's this tension that is there, but not really like acted upon. '96 was a lot uh, better with you know the subtleties of things than you would see today. Um, but Bret Hart disappears over that summer, and he basically comes back as a man without a country because during that summer, everything starts to shift, um, like as far as like how the wrestlers are are being positioned, how the fans are starting to receive the the wrestlers. And then when Bret Hart returns, he's kind of positioned as a relic, you know, of a man of the past, uh, if you will. And that nothing, you know, represents that more than the beginning of his feud with Austin, wouldn't you say?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I remember there was so much stuff like changing at the time and so much weird things going on where and then people would be on tv and drop off tv so often that like you you know you kind of forgot that brett was gone but when he came back like, oh yeah i forgot brett was gone. like that kind of happened to me too at the same time um when sean you know um after wrestlemania 14 but i don't know but it, it, it was a weird time where because of guys jumping ship from wcw and wwe like you kind of lost track of guys that It was easy to because you know neither one of these guys neither one of these companies were like booking you know so expertly that you, you know everybody you know, aside from like Hogan absolutely had a place at all times mm-hmm. especially in 96 so um it it was it was, was kind of weird
0: so to me, like I, I say that uh, with the whole old thing was because if you listen to the match between Austin and um, and Bret Hart from Survivor Series '96, they start saying all these like subtle like little little remarks, like kind of burying Bret on the low, like you know, talking uh, about this isn't nineteen ninety one, this isn't nineteen ninety four, you know, like and basically like starting to basically drop that bug, like hey, we're gonna start phasing this dude. You know, down, if you will, um didn't really work because you know he obviously won the title again a couple more times at least, and you know that was the the beginning of Bret Hart like turning into you know a flawed character, if you will now backstage wise um I feel like you gotta cover this two ways, like you gotta start talking about the backstage well, okay,
1: so if I remember correctly, so you know. Anybody that follows um, or listens to um, Observer podcast, um, listens to Meltzer and Alvarez, they know that um, we listen to Alvarez uh, doing the, the um, raw retros with Vinny um, and, and, and Craig, and you hear or even you know you watch listen to Observer radios, and they talk about this thing where back in the day Vince really had a thing about once you're forty you are done yeah like it was it was the same thing with Hogan the same reason why he, why he got rid of like Backlund and um who else Backlund and um and, and Snuka at the time like once he he felt like 40 he was really old and of course you know that kind of played in the fact that he was um at the time he was 50 he was in his 50s or whatever right. but um that's why they had him tra- Hogan transition um WrestleMania 6 transition to the title over to and try to move into the next guy and as you know after 92 and everything that happened, it was transitioning to getting away from Flair and Macho Man. That's why I also moved Macho Man off and had him retire and all that kind of stuff, too. Even he yeah. still he still could go. Um, so the thing the thing that I always thought was so weird in retrospect was the fact that, like, so you signed Brett to this 20-year because you, you're afraid of him leaving – the WCW at the time, so you signed him to this 20 year lifetime contract, it's almost like the Magic Johnson um, contract, right? Yeah, or it was more expensive, but you get my point like it's like the first of its kind, a lifetime contract. But he was 39, he was only 39, so you didn't realize, like, yeah, you had this huge hank about guys turning 40 and not one of them, but like one year before you turn 40, let me let's lock you in and make sure we have you going <laughs> until you're 59 years old,
0: so like, yeah. It seemed, yeah, yeah, and, and that that contract was uh, said to be, like, three years as a wrestler. Then he would go to the creative team or some type of uh, job backstage, and then he would transition into, like, a consultant, like, later on.
1: For a million dollars. Yep. For a and, million dollars
0: a year. Yep, and Bret Hart, uh, that, that contract would have expired, like, this year. That original one, like, thank God that, that Bret Hart kind of broke that contract. Because, bro, I bet, like, Bret would have been like, hold on, like, like he would have been locked in at that that rate and be like, yeah, for all them years. I don't know if it would have been... Hey,
1: hey I bet the both would have been more consistently good. <laughs> I bet that.
0: Um. Yeah, so like, yeah, as you were saying, like, you know, Bret's in this whole thing and they start crying financial peril in the middle of 97 while he's the champion again. And uh, this is something I learned about recently, how they were able to like once Bret Hart was committed to go to WCW, uh, and everything else that kind of shook out when Tyson showed up, WWE was able to get out of their financial peril in like two or three months. It, it wasn't just you know oh Stone Cold Steve Austin is getting hot. Um, it was just literally them changing the pay per view prices from nineteen ninety nine a month to twenty nine ninety nine a month. And doing a pay-per-view every um, month. And they were instantly in the black. And it kind of, like, makes you wonder. It's like, wow. They overshot all the... Or they they just missed this by, like, two or three months. If they could have just held on. Like, we would have never had to, like, have Bret Hart, like, essentially get sacrificed.
1: Yeah, like... uh, Basically... If I'm you're talking about Meltzer basically was talking about how when WCW started charging full price for every single pay per view, and then um, Vince thought the model was flawed and thought that like guys right. they won't possibly pay for um, a full price pay per view at all times, and it saw WCW was kicking the teeth in and also charging full price. Correct. Said, and Vince was like, huh? Let me stop charging. 50, was it fifteen or nineteen dollars? It was, for, like, uh, it was for for one of houses? those.
0: It was one of those.
1: Yeah, it was like let let me or let's like yeah let's stop charging like fifteen dollars or seventeen dollars for two hour pay per views. Let's actually do the damn thing. And just like GC and Fabulous, they did the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) So so
0: like like the the whole deal with the job, Like obviously you know you guys have have heard about how everything with that. Um, I think it makes you feel so bad for Bret Hart. He's literally a man against a corporation i feel like oh wait let's all
1: right so
0: do we have to start talking about we, the sean stuff too
1: about the what stuff
0: the sean stuff oh yeah okay so let's go back I
1: mean, and the, another party is like so brett you know brett leaves to do the trial acting which is also like it happens to also happen at the same time where he like he leaves so that like sean can like he could be the one, like you know. People love to talk about, like, have their knocks on Brett. They love to talk about how, like, how bad the ratings are when on his Washington champion, or whatever. Yep. And then, like, he leaves, and then Sean's like in front of those, uh, those all time low ratings until like this year. They're all time lows. Like no one ever mentions that with Sean. No one ever. You know, everybody ever <laughs> mentions the heartbreak, and the resilience, and, and the flamboyance. They don't remember the fact that that man could. That man was was out here struggling. How did you know? Come to your hometown for a sellout—the biggest paper, uh, the, the, the Royal Rumble. And you got to get them tickets away.
0: Look, three no dollar tickets. Three dollar tickets.
1: Yeah, like he was selling out. He was, you know, he's doing well with house shows, but not, not, not TV and not pay per view.
0: Yeah, and they, um, you know, as you mentioned, Bret Hart was gone for that summer, and when he returned, uh, the everyone, all of the the, the situation, the I have the whole situation set up for them to kind of meet in a rematch at WrestleMania 13, which never fucking happened. (laughs) So Shawn Michaels uh, lost his smile or
1: whatever. Um, And, you know, he had that pussyfoot injury. Um, Which continued a long line of him, like, never ever, like, putting anybody over to lose belts. He just hand those belts off. Like, he was Intercontinental Champion in 93. He hands the belt off. Um I think he was who the tag team champions with Diesel, he had the belts off?
0: They vacated the belts when they broke up. So they they didn't do a job when they broke up their tag team with the belts.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Here's the thing. He had look, he was Europe, he, remember after even after the uh after uh leading up to the screw job no, I'm sorry, after the screw job. So <coughs> no, I'm sorry. When did you, when he was a European champion, how he did that garbage uh yes that garbage uh pin for uh, Triple H, again. he gave him just, yeah,
0: here. After he, the belt. after he got jumped by the quote-unquote nine thugs. Um, or it, Syracuse. Yes, uh, he handed back the Intercontinental title. So, this was like another situation where Shawn might was a hand over the belt again. And I imagine if you're Bret Hart at that time, you're like, <clears throat> here he fucking goes again. This little wimp. This whiner. This, this, um, this softy. You know, any other yeah. word you, you want to use there. Um... You know, i imagine bret hart used a lot harsher words than that but um bret hart is you know positioned with austin while Shawn michaels is like missing wrestlemania pretty much sitting out one out on on the team because he didn't want to do a job so that starts planting it in bret's mind like this fucker doesn't want to do business so yeah. i put this and guy over clean
1: part. last year what the, what's the problem I think I think also it's really good if I forgot uh, people that just want like want reference on this is to um check out Pritchard's podcast, one of the very, one of the first ten podcasts, I'm um, in mean, an episode length about uh, the screw job and he gets a part talking about Sean and the injuries and how he had to, you know, he lost small or whatever. And he and Pritchard's talking about how, you know, he's telling there we're here word for him that like he's gonna need surgery or, or whatever and they're thinking his career's over. And then they come back and they find out, oh, yeah, he's out for a couple weeks. It's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And then, you know, he goes out there and they think he's, you know, and everybody's alluding to the fact that they believe he's, you know, out of his mind, he's messed up, he's on stuff, as he's giving his retirement speech. Um, and, you know, everybody in the back is sitting there watching it and he's supposed to talk about, you know, because of my knee, I can't wrestle anymore. And he's out here talking about how he lost his smile and not like, you know, yes. I'm injured so I can't do this no more. And this is the thing I love. He's like, yeah, so, here. And then he gives that hug to Vince. And Vince man is the most like, fuck this guy hug I've ever seen. My life. His face during that hug is yes. like, just. It's
0: just Thursday, like, Raw so Thursday. If you guys are looking like, for the episode of Raw.
1: Have you ever seen, you, have, you ever heard the expression like when a parent says to, to their child, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yes. Like, this had like that full on disappointed father voice. like I can't believe what's wrong with you. You don't you hi you do on drugs out here on, <laughs> on wide fucking national television. And you, and, you are, and you say you had a foot injury, but you coming out here and telling people that you lost your smile, you like you lost your you know, your desire to do this anymore. Like just give me your fucking bell to get the fuck out just get the fuck yes. out of here. Just get the fuck it's out, like out of out it's here. Like, like, <laughs> seen, like, like it was it was really a weird time. And it, and the other part is, you know when you, you know how WWE, like one of the best things that they do, like God bless their uh, their production team, their post production team. When they make video packages, they're always great. They always there's never a time when like there's never been a time I, I've ever seen with WWE's production package over, over 20 years of WWE, or over 20 plus years of WWE that I've watched where the promos or whatever else they do on TV live it isn't like when they redo it to, and then shorten it, condense it, and structure it. it's never worse. It's always better. Um, yeah. so when well, the first time I saw the, uh, you know, when he retired, he, uh, you know, I saw it, I didn't watch a lot, after I'm thinking like, you know, they showed the, the crowd, like the girls, like the, the young girls are, you know, tearful crying thing. Like Sean was retiring, you know, he's supposed to be like their beefcake or whatever. Then like you watch it back live and you see, you hear people like, like, giving him, like, giving him shit. Like, this is terrible. This is awful. Like, we don't believe you. You need more people. And he's just like, <laughs> That's the, that is the real, the real power of WWE. Because I thought, you know, I thought it was, like, it was a really sad moment when I saw it. But it turned out, like, if I was I was just young and i watched the replay.
0: Yeah. That, that propaganda machine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so fast forward through that. Um, these guys get into a a real fight uh a couple weeks later and it that is over the sunny days comment, you know. Um yeah, yeah so you know, Sean Mike was on the mic talking that shit, essentially he said, I don't know about you, you know, you're having some sunny days or whatever and you know, Bret Hart was essentially like why are you fucking with my family, you know, my family's here. Um while meanwhile Sean was the one that was involved with Sonny and he thinks you know, how I how I interpreted it was Bret Hart and Sonny were, you know, close friends, but like nothing more. I've never heard any story of them, you know, more than that. But at the same time, you know, Sean and Sonny that they were a thing. I think Sean thinks Brett was creeping in on his territory Quote-unquote. Oh, yeah, of
1: course.
0: So, like, th- Sonny is a very underrated aspect of the of the Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart, you know, saga.
1: Yeah. And it also feeds into the part where, you know, when it comes to uh, colleagues uh, in sports-related activities, typically we'll call, sw- uh, number one, the two number one issues that cause people to fall out is either something money-related or something... Women related, and by women related, I mean like the people think that they're you know property. They're... I don't say property. Uh, people think that the person that they're you know canoeing with is, may, may possibly be or is canoeing with somebody else. So then there's that you know that headbutt button come up. And, and so, so in that situation, like oh okay, that's another element of it. It was just like oh, there's uh, like a like a tell us all this time. Yes, Who's fighting over a woman.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. um there's that whole situation, um, and come to find out that it's really like, he should have really had the issue with the British bulldog, but that's a whole nother situation. Um, they, um, you know, that, that, takes us into the summer where undertaker's champion, kind of a lame duck run, like not really fighting anyone exciting. You know, he, he fought for you know, that he's, for needed to tell him that he needed to be afraid of this black male. And, um, you know, he, he rekindled his feud with Mankind, he fought Austin, but it wasn't really, like, you know, heated or anything. But the the hot thing in the company was, you know, Shawn Michaels preparing for his return, essentially, and Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation uh, throughout the summer. So, eventually, like, you know, you can't run with Undertaker forever. Like, that man's not meant to be champion for, forever. So, the decision is made to put the belt back on Bret while Sean is coming back out, I always say Survivor Series or excuse me, SummerSlam '97. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and The Undertaker. Uh, all three of those guys are never the same after that match. Um, they all all their characters dramatically shift. Like Bret Hart's, you know, the champion again, but he's positioned clearly like he is the past. Uh, Shawn Michaels is now a degenerate, and The Undertaker is like about to become this humanly like kind of figure. Like yeah, so. Um, you know, keeping it rolling from there, you know, more tension. uh, you know, with the company, like as far as WCW kicking their ass and the financial peril is up. And this is around the time where he says, Hey, Brett, I just can't pay you anymore. Um, and he was like, Hey, you, you still think you can get that deal with WCW? Like they end oh, the end of the like, end like the end of college drop Yes. You know, you think you can still get that deal with Rockefeller, you know? <laughs> so uh Eric Bischoff hits him with the what do you think is gonna you know, take or what do you what's it gonna take for you to come to wcw which is like one of the most like persuasive lines because you're setting it up where Bret hart can literally say anything like yeah i want 10 million dollars on a giraffe outside like i don't <laughs> like anything can be said at that moment um fast forward then um you know Brett still wrestling with himself whether he should make the move uh, obviously WCW doesn't have the most stellar reputation for the wrestlers you know I'm sure these guys like know what it is and then another famous line that Bret said echoed in his mind forever he was like said Vince said to him WCW would never know what to do with a Bret Hart and boy oh boy was he correct <laughs> do, do you remember that James? yeah, yeah like I think, the, I
1: think the weird thing about like Bret is even more so, like, people like to talk about how unlikely, you know, in today's standards, like, how unlikely Daniel Bryan's rise is. Like, Daniel Bryan's rise is the fact that, like, he was really good at everything you ever you ever threw at him, and he succeeded at it, and people started liking him because he was a likable guy, and then we were at a point where, like, we, you know, we were tired of having, you know, John Cena, you know, being champion again and again and again, um, CM Punk was, on, you know, CM Punk was on the tail, on the back end of uh, of, of his run of uh, mainstream popularity and, my, and then Randy Orton is Randy Orton. So, like, I can, I, you know, like, that's not that unlikely. It was just like, it was just basically we had a point where everybody gets a turn and it was literally his turn and he was hotter than anybody had ever been since, um, you know, since Cena at least, right? So, with Brett, it was you know his his situation. Like I don't even know what got him over as a, as a babyface, other than he's always really you know he was a really really capable hand. He was likable, like but there were so many other contemporaries that were like probably better suited at the time for his you know that was that was you know with him. Like whether it was perfect or um, even a younger Sean at the time, uh, Ray, Razor because of because of the size thing, Diesel because of obviously the look. I mean. We were, we're now we're twenty years removed from that from that diesel look, and we're still getting that pushing on our throats right right now. So, so there were the, there were there were a lot more hurdles in the way for for Brett's ascendance to where he where he became like you know the second five time champion in company company history, and I mean it's it's sort of I mean Warrior at the same time we like he he you know he basically picked up where Warrior was supposed to be the person that had the ball for the next for the future for the company, but Warrior flamed out. Right. And
0: and I feel like there's a subtext of, of Bret Hart essentially being paranoid for those five years where he's the man. Like there's all like Vince Man's constantly trying to replace him. He's reaching into the past with Bob Backlund. He's like trying to get these seven foot motherfuckers over. He's trying to like have this one guy hold this shit together, but you know, at the same time, Bret Hart's like, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, and they
1: treat they treated Bret like he was Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, um. the franchise or, you or know, like, oh, like, anybody that's, like, the 15th most talented quarterback in the NFL was like, look, we know that it's going to be hard to replace you, but we going to always try to replace you. We ain't going to never just be set on being like, we got this guy, that's who we're going to go to bat with. And it's a weird thing when it's like, well, dude, who the fuck else you going to find better than me that's not going to take you a long time for you to, like, transition up to? And, you know, you potentially waste a lot of um, time and fanfare dicking around. Right. And, you know, when you have, you know, some of the stupidest stuff that they had uh, Brett go through, where they were, like, fighting with Lawler, who was old as shit then. Yes. Right. Like Like, he was at that point where... Like, Lawler was so old that, like, he doesn't look, like, 20 years later, he looks about the same as he did then. That's how old, like, Lawler was then. <laughs> well,
0: like, Lawler ain't eight. And Lawler he had that short mullet. Maybe
1: aged, like, a, like, Lawler's maybe aged, like, a month worth, of, like, a like, 2 years worth of time in the last 20 years, right? Wow. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's it, you know, the Isaac Jacob thing, which is, like, so funny yeah. because, you know, 20 years of Kane, right? Yeah. Um they, they, you know, like there was, there was only was so much they actually got with got right with right at the time, and then like, you know, people still knock them historically, but whatever. Like, I'm I'm sure somebody else would have, you know, got over really big with like, you know, wrestling Hakushi in night in the nineties.
0: Yeah, and that message was great, actually.
1: <laughs> it was. It was.
0: Um, yeah, man, like. To me, there was, like, if you just look at the, the big matches, you know, that he had, to me, it isn't close, like, as far as, like, in that 92 to 97 period, like, you have Sean, but he's, like, in and out, and, you know, you never know what you get with Sean, and Sean wasn't the main event until the very end. Like, he was, like, there in 96 and 97, but it was, that was Brett's time. And mm-hmm. um, moving back into, you know, the current conversation where we were talking about, like, there was a there was a point where um, these guys were going to try to sell it and be professionals essentially about it and um, basically that
1: lasted about what five seconds yeah
0: yeah yeah so like Brett has a conversation with Sean and he tells him you know I just want you to know despite everything that's happened that. You know, I have no problem doing business with you. I have no problem losing to you if If, need, if that's what you know Vince wants, and you know I respect you. And then <laughs> Sean looks at looks this dude in the eye. This guy yeah. that has can grown I up.
1: It? Can, I say, it? can
0: well, I say it? Well, can I build it up for you? I'll, t- I'll throw the alley, and then you, you get All the right. yeah. okay. okay, so he looks this guy in the face, right? That has been born into a wrestling family, that has been raised by Stu Hart, that has seven brothers who are all wrestlers, three sisters or four sisters that are all married to wrestlers. He has been a wrestler for twenty years. His br- whole family, you know, has grown up. He's grown up with a fucking dungeon in this in his house. Yeah, He's
1: getting <laughs> stretched, getting stretched by his dad in yes, the basement.
0: Getting stretched. You know, Stu Hart voice. Uh, I don't feel like doing the the, the invitation right now, but y'all know what I mean. Um, and he tells that dude, also that dude can whoop his ass. He tells that dude yeah. this.
1: He says, uh, "Yeah, I appreciate that, but uh, I can't say the same." Yeah. Like. I don't know how Brett doesn't, like, literally jump over the or whatever. Was, was Hopefully it was something between and like, a table. or like, oh, I just, this just wanted to take a visual. But, like, I don't know how Brett doesn't jump over the table and whoop his ass. Again. Again. Oh, man. Um, because if it, because it, it, you look at, like, their situation over, like, yes, these are two guys, like, being petty and being, you know, being children. Because um, yeah. they have hurt feelings over what may or may not have actually even happened. Um, even though you know one's married and one's single and like nobody's dating anybody, like there's no you know whatever. Uh, but at the same time, I just I just do not understand like how you look at their situation and not come away with saying like, Sean is like yes, Brett's acting bad, but Sean is completely worse. Like what like what has Brett done that Sean can't forgive? Like. Was it like? I mean, he did. Don't get me wrong. Like, he did hit below the belt by doing the whole thing about talking. You know, saying all types of stuff about him and Hunter. You know, and you know, and then talking yeah, about yeah, how him doing a Playgirl magazine. Um, it, it's, it's not a girl magazine; it's a gay magazine, and all those <laughs> kind of stuff. And you know, how, and all the illusions that you know between like how how you choose to live your life, and I'm judging how you live your life. Sounds like you're talking like, like almost like you're gay bashing the dude, but. Some of the stuff Sean would do, talking about, you know, like your, your, you know, your, your dad is so old that he's basically zonked out like a vegetable. He's just waiting to die and stuff like that, because he's, he's eighty. Was he eighty three at the time or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was up there like, with the I red mean, light. I mean, you, I mean, you can just look at that that um that Calgary Sun uh, newspaper uh, promo that that, ben, or that Brett wrote, and you can see like all his list of grievances of like why he was upset with Sean over those years, and you hear back what what Brett did, and I'm like. So why is Sean so mad? Like, okay, so you missed the time cue of, of getting super kicked out in the wheelchair? Yeah, that's I remember what that. That's what you're furious about? You're furious about that?
0: You know what I think it is? And I I feel like I've heard this somewhere before and I've really bought into this. Like, apparently, like, Sean just wanted that approval from Brett that he was, he was good and that he was a guy that was going to be next or whatever. Because if you look at it, like, all throughout, you know, the earlier years – Bret Hart was the world champion, Sean was the intercontinental champion. He was the guy on the come up. Right. And there was a pat on the back that was supposed to be coming. And Sean felt like that pat on the back should have already happened. And it never quite, you know, I feel like, you know, as Brett describes it, like that pat on the back was coming. But Brett was gonna make him earn that shit, essentially. Like, you know, he, he wasn't just gonna bow down to to this druggy to this guy who's like not really showing responsibility for the business and everything like that. And, and at the same time with Bret Hart, you know Bret Hart's no saint, you know, or anything like that. Like as far as like if you if you guys have ever read his book, like the man man was like out there on the road and you know living life, living fast while married and everything like that. But um, he was um, you know with those two guys, like it just got really bad from there. And then I think this is a good uh, point to start bringing up Bret Hart's character in 1997. <laughs> Where he was a face in um, in Canada and a heel in w w e and how that may have led to his character essentially being sabotaged back then because it's not how it is now where you can just turn on a dime essentially, and it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. like yeah, I- like he essentially left Brett with no opponents, like no logical like you know opponents and stuck.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, like you, you look at the whole Brett Sean thing at the time, and, and it was a weird thing, but, you know. Like in America, they're both heels, right? So it's like you're about to have a heel versus heel program for the title. Like, what, what the hell's going on? Um, and you know, at the time, like they're getting Austin ready, and Austin's you know, Austin's with the man or whatever else, or um, at the time. But I remember saying, "Remember my, my time? I messed up."
0: Uh yeah, they're still getting awesome ready around that time, but like, they're, he's on the bat burner. He broke his neck, but he's coming back.
1: When does he come back? What time? What
0: he shows back? Is a, he back
1: for Survivor Series? Yeah, no? he
0: he fights on the undercard of Survivor Series '97.
1: Okay, but they just weren't. They just were not ready at the time. Like, and you see what happened after SummerSlam. We're like, okay, well, we don't really. Don't really know what to do here. Like, what was like at um at Bad Blood? Who was who was Brett like wrestling? I don't even remember.
0: Brett was in a tag team match with the British Bulldog against the Patriot and Invader, I believe. There you go.
1: He's your champion.
0: In A flag match
1: or something champion. like that.
0: <laughs> and and the deal with it is like you know the attitude there was about to start. Like rumor has it, like that. Brett wasn't in any of Vince's plans like going forward after that like you're done like and you know the the deal with it was like yeah I don't really have nothing you know like you don't fit anymore and essentially like it's like why would you let that guy go and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier like with the whole 40 thing um, and from there like you know Brett decided to sign with WCW yeah, and, while while he was still the champion.
1: Yeah, and not only that, like it's also in order for him to actually negotiate that, it takes Vince having to tell him like I will, you know, free you up to negotiate, and I will, and I will give you um, an offer, um, you know, at a reduced rate from our previous contract. So you know, in case you may want to stay. Um, uh, but also to give you, um, you know, something, something for you can compare for Bishop to give you a, 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 a contract. And it's, just, it's kind of weird. It's like, how do you, like, this a person that you're wanting to do all this for, but then, like, you do this to him to get the belt off him. It's like, you, you know, you it's couldn't look time. like
0: fucked up time and, and i was like look, looking it's at the weird man i was looking at the wiki on this it was like pretty much the same what i said like it was like it, the whole situation with bret hart being a face and a heel at the same time and this is before they had experience with actually doing that
1: so <laughs> um it's also the best job they've ever done doing it too
0: yeah it, was, it but it, re, it rendered him neither like a, a great a good guy or a bad guy and it left him like unable to to basically fight anybody else after that. And so it was like literally the end of the line for Bret Hart. I, I don't know who he fights going forward after that. Like, if, you know, he stays. Um,
1: on to the. I sp- think, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it was like. It's really hard to tell because so much of where they went after that immediately proceed or basically is, is off of the, the strength of and, and draft off the, uh, the force that was Mr. Ring Man. So, like, Without the screw job, you get no Mr. McMahon, and without Mr. McMahon, like hell, who knows? He Austin even becomes the mega star he becomes, you know, or or Rock, you know. Like there's no there's no like great evil force to bounce that off to bounce those two guys up against. So it's
0: crazy how that! All like who the hell out. knows? Crazy how that all worked out. Um, obviously, they they you know onto the Survivor Series, they come up with this whole finish and. Um, this is where Triple H <laughs> um, basically hops on the phone with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon. Triple H, a young boy at the time, essentially Shawn Michaels, his young boy, um, was like, "If he doesn't want to do business, we'll do business for him," uh, according to rumor and innuendo, of course. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, and this is and, and this is hilarious that like he has the gall to say that stuff, seeing it like you know talking about doing business where. You know he's part. Of, he's part of that that clique of ass heads that that want to. Um, he's full to business. <laughs> you know he's supposed to business. He, he's one of those. Uh, you know he's he's part of that clique. His homeboy next to him, Shine, is like, oh, you supposed to put the oh, you're, oh, you supposed to put over uh Bulldog in, in the UK. Nah, I'm beating him. Fuck that. You changing that up. You're not yeah, doing okay. that. Let me tell you what you let me tell let me tell you, Mister Booker Man McMahon, what you're not gonna do. And then this is like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, mind control over Vince.
0: Yes, all the way back then. He, he needs some now. Um, <laughs> actually, I can't. I can't. I can't be too hard on Vince this week. But um, you know, he he might have just woken up out of a coma. You know, for for all we know, the last six months. Um,
1: right. And him be like, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of pay per view he he felt like he he lost by having Jinder Mahal versus Brian Lesnar. But he's like, look. I need, so, I need something to make people give a fuck about this, this pay-per-view, and then he's like, no shield. we like, really? No shield at the time? And then, like, oh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have bronze versus versus gender? Idea. Let's put AJ in there and then watch him get a belt right
0: back in general in India. Watch. Man, they bet not. Uh well, well, like I said, we'll get to that. Um, you know, Sunday at One Nation Live. The full AJ Styles celebration uh will be held here with your boys. Um But yeah, um it leads them into the match. Bret Hart thinks Earl Hebner has his back. Earl He's Hebner. Earl Hebner swore swore on his kids' life that, you know, he would he would quit if they tried to fuck him. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> um you know, when it came no, down no, to it no, tell
1: him about Briscoe. Tell him about Briscoe. Yes,
0: yes, Jerry Briscoe. Okay. So the deal was Shawn Michaels was afraid to go on a ring with this man, essentially. And I feel like Briscoe had to know also from this story so everybody knew that if it was like a fast count or if it came from like sean if sean tried to like hold him down for like a uh, you know anyway bret hart would snap and beat the shit out of sean michaels on live pay-per-view yeah
1: that's pretty much how Cornette described it. he said if he if he tried to cinch up on a, on a pinfall he's gonna kick out at two and a half and then beat the shit out of him yep
0: yes so jerry briscoe was trying to teach sean michaels how to shoot the night before. Uh he was trying to teach him shoot wrestling holes uh to defend himself. <laughs> like 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 he's gonna retain that in in, in twenty four hours with no practice.
1: Yeah, teach that man how to after after years of being around, you know, as a as uh a, as as uh a, Joe call him real men. Yes. Like he he finally was to learn how to take care of himself.
0: Yes. And uh you know, old Jerry Briscoe at that time Still would have rolled him up. Would have folded Sean up like Origami. It had had a not to it. But, um, yeah, so they get in the match. They fuck Brett. Um, they ring the bell uh, and while he has him in the sharpshooter. Uh, Brett Hart submits, quote-unquote. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, uh, ring the bell, match is over. And then Brett spits, like, all over Vince McMahon's face. Um, perfect movie. Yes. Perfect. Like how, like how he produced that is is one of the more underrated feats in human history. How he produced that that fast.
1: You know what? I wouldn't even think about the amount, I was thinking about the aim. Like to hit that man directly in the face. Like
0: yeah. that that takes some skill. Caught that man like the eyebrow like area. Like like yeah. Um you know, he starts spelling out W C W in the air. Shawn Michaels asked, does a about as great of a sell job as we've ever seen. Uh well
1: oh, until I, I
0: trust me, I know. Um uh, okay. So like yeah, he, like they, he, he they looks both look
1: pissed, both looking at Vince on sitting ring side, and then go ahead tell them about then, what Shawn
0: does. Then Shawn Michaels remembers, oh, it's time for me to grab the belt, so I'm going to grab the belt and walk up out of here. So before Shawn Michaels disappears from 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 the camera, you know, right where he's about to walk through the backstage area, that man holds the both arms in the air. Up with the belt, and, and, you know, and like I'm out of here. I'm champion. Fuck y'all. I'm out of here. Like, and walks to the back. Um, you know, oh man. And then you know Bret Hart starts tearing shit up, like like uh, three six mafia tear the club up. But um, <laughs> like you know, I, I, like I think someone needs to do that. Um, you know, Dylan, if you're listening to this, can I get tear the club up dubbed over Bret Hart? Fucking up all the uh ringside uh, area. Can I, can I get that uh, one time for me, Dylan? But um freaking um what was next, James? Like oh yeah, he uh in the backstage area uh, I watched wrestling with shadows and I saw Bret Hart's wife yelling at Triple H while Triple H was looking like a scared child uh, refusing to look her in the eye and she was like you and you and all you motherfuckers are in on this essentially and you had something to do with it and he's like you know it's unfortunate you damn right it's unfortunate basically she said like you're not sorry you know what the fuck this is like like I'm not stupid like if you watch wrestling with shadows Bret Hart's then wife uh, Julie is like the one that's peeping all the game because Bret Hart was supposed to be protected the last thirty days with the with this clause that um, that that basically was like he has reasonable creative control. She looks Bret Hart in the eye and says, "So what do you do like like you know aside from that? Like what if like well, you know what's the uh, <laughs> like yeah you got that? But what if something else happens? Like she saw this coming. So James, I present this to you, and uh, this is something Catherine asked me was." How didn't Bret Hart see this coming?
1: I believe Brett. I believe that Brett um, thought that because of um, how how respected he was amongst the locker room, how um, how respected he was amongst even you know the booking committee, um, the writers that staff in his relationship with Vince, that he thought that, and you know, and all, also the alternatives that were laying in place, where um, he would, you know, drop that belt. Um, he would just hand it off. He would just hand it off the next money and be like, "Well, done, done, it all." I'm "Gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go to, 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 to where the big boys play and, and, and rust for more money for big bank." Um, I think he really thought that. I'm sure there was a thought in his mind that crossed his mind when he thought, you know, you run, you do the, you know, the 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 risk bit of analysis in your head, and you think, all right, there's this percent chance he fucks me, and he just never he thought like that was option, you know, Z, you number, yeah, not Z, but like definitely not <laughs> A, B, or C. Um, so he walked into that, and then he he operated in good faith, and they, in the words of uh of what they of what um. Of what Pritchard said when he was backstage watching, it, when um he's next to Owen and, and Bulldog, and on and then on, or and Bulldog says that they fucked him, like that's, they that's, that's them. what happened? Like he worked out in good and then they fucked him. So, oh, man.
0: They, they, they so
1: like them. so so that's why it had to hurt so much because he's like he knew that he knew this possibility, and he still like, you know, he still worked with them in good faith, and then they still fucked him over. Like that that's that hurts even worse anything than being blindsided. Like being like not only was not only did I get screwed, like I knew the possibility of me getting screwed and I still got screwed. Now what do you
0: say to the folks now I'm not one of these folks that feels this way. And we're gonna get into some comments that you guys left us um to be read on the air. Um, you know, but what do you say to the folks that say Bret Hart earned, basically earned this, earned this, and he basically, you know, Brett screwed Bret, if you will, the the WWE line of thinking?
1: Well, I mean, I don't understand the I, I don't understand the logic. Like, what? Okay, to to I almost feel like those people. I mean, there are people that that are like that, but like, do they really feel that way? Like, are they just saying that just to be smart asses?
0: I'm not sure, but um, like I think a lot of people think like, why wouldn't Bret Hart just like be the bigger man and and do his job for his boss and all that? But oh, I, gotcha. I really feel like okay. the, the subtext I behind it. You. I, like, oh, I, I f- get you saying, yeah,
1: I get I, what you saying it's like like when you hear like Cornette lay it out for you, where he's like, all right, well, he says, well, I don't I don't want to lose in Can. I have creative control the last thirty days of my contract or whatever, so I don't want to lose in Canada. And I don't lose to So and so then they come like, alright, we'll start looking at dates. Alright, we we in um we in Detroit like Thursday or sometime before Survivor Series. Let's have how about right then? No, well, you know, our you know, the Canadian fans expect me to actually retain the bill to actually show up for Survivor Series. So I get like I get that. Um, my thing is you're the one that signed the contract. Or you're the one to offer me this this lifetime contract. You're the one that, that say you can't pay it. I say, fine, whatever. You're the one that tells me um, that you want to try to make, you know, try to do this this huge thing of having me versus me put over uh, Sean and I get mine back and I get my win back the next year. He doesn't hold this in. I, I make this other guy, here next. I, this other guy that was budding a new star. I, I basically get him over, right? I did that. Well, at what point does Brent stand up for himself? That's how I feel. At what when, point does Brent When does he stand get his? It's, it's almost similar to the CM Punk thing where it's like, you know how, how Vince says you know uh, you do this for me and I know you know you go here and cuss your money your, your merchandise money in, whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> like when do I get paid? When do I? When do you? When do I cash in my you owe me, Vince? WWE WWF. When does that happen? And, 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 I, and, and, and it, honestly, I don't think it, it would ever face. came
0: like with with Brett. Like he would have been like phased down, like in, into air. Like he, they would have never like put him over Austin again. Like at that rate, okay. like Brett Hart's like walking on. Like he sees his, his demise. Like he's staring at it. Um, but yeah, man. Like you know, a couple wrestlers like quit. You know, they said Mankind quit for a day um, and, and then came back. Bret Hart was basically like, look, man, y'all got families to feed. Don't don't make me, like Bret Hart's still being the leader, by the way. Um, <laughs> don't make me, don't let me stop y'all from getting money, essentially. And, you know, in the locker room, I think we kind of skipped over that part. Um, you know, Vince McMahon offered... Um, <laughs> Bret Hart one good punch at him, and Bret Hart broke his hand on his face essentially. Yeah, knocked him out too. And then um Vince McMahon had the gall to come on <laughs> television <laughs> the following week and-, and imply that that he could have you know whooped a wrestler's ass in his he was visiting his late fifties at the time, right? You know he could have whooped Brett the Hitman's heart's ass. You know Brett Hart's in the prime of his life. Like I, I don't believe you, Vince.
1: Yeah, you know, and then talked about you know in the time out of tradition. And yes, yes. You hear, yeah, and the whole Brett garbage which is like everybody that watched that that will you know um, that wasn't a child um, knew that there was there was some screw up here knew that you screwed this dude that, this dude that you know, they with the company for forever. Um, and you screwed it out of his title, and he's going somewhere else. And that's your explanation is, Brett screwed Brett, the time on tradition. Um, we were up against the wall, and this decision you made. um, Like, it backfired so badly in his face that, like, he had, he had to literally steer into the skin and become Mr. McMahon. And by, you know, Mr. McMahon is, like, actually, like, he had to become... The eccentric, guy, the eccentric guy that he already was and the narcissistic jackass that he was. And he turned out to be one of the greatest characters in the history of professional wrestling, but that, that's one of the reasons why I have, like the Scrooge so Pivotal is like so many things happened that led to, you know, them surviving and not only surviving, uh, you, you know, flourishing and thriving um, to where they're still, you know, around now to this day. When wrestling promotions aren't supposed to last this long, like that, especially
0: a national brand. And it's funny that that time honored tradition thing. What was uh, the time honored tradition for Hulk Hogan when he was leaving the company? <laughs> what what time honored tradition did he do? You know what? Uh, <laughs> what time honored tradition <laughs> did they do with the Macho Man? You know, you, you know what time honored tradition did? You know, a lot of guys do, essentially. Like, what time around the tradition do Warrior do? He got busting in the head with a scepter? Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, putting dudes over clean. Like, dudes are always not going to want to lose a certain dudes. Like, it's like that, you know? But, I don't know, man. Uh, let's get into a couple of these comments um, that we had come in. Um... From our wonderful uh, listeners uh, and, and folks, members of our group. So, Scott Parlett, we haven't addressed this situation, but he says, At the time, I thought it was a work. But then Brett showed up on WCW. Personally, I never really could stand bret Hart's character. So, I was glad HBK had the title and Brett was out the door. Looking back now, I kind of wish it never happened. Bret was a fantastic wrestler, and I wonder how many great WWE matches could have happened that never did. Well, I'll name a couple of them. Bret Hart and The Rock could have clashed in in, in a high-profile match. Bret Hart and Mankind could have wrestled, you know, on pay-per-view at some point. Bret Hart and Triple H eventually could have fought on pay-per-view. Yep. Um,
1: Imagine Bret Hart
0: and Angle. My God. Bret Hart and Angle. Bret Hart and Jericho (laughs) by that time. You know, in 99. Uh, like if you you could have probably if you seen Kane. Like, if you, if you, Sorry? You probably could have got Kane and Bret Hart again. You know, Kane, Kane not Isaac Yankum, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll go to the next one. Um, Howard. Okay. okay.
1: Then if you include like, let's say, you know, WCW WWE wins or whatever, and still goes around the same way, like you still would have like, Eddie. I mean, you still have Eddie, you still have Law. Like, he could have extended his career with the influx of guys that after the split that, that had been around. Like, they, he would have, he would have thr- he would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. It's just, you know, they went that direct, they went that direction of, you know, dick jokes and, and DX and stuff, and. <laughs>
0: dick jokes bro they sacrificed Bret Hart for some dick jokes bro
1: <clears throat> pretty much um like 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 porn star like fake porn star doing vignettes where you're Well, like there's some real inception shit going on where like you got Val Venus like cutting a cutting a vignette promo while he's watching himself having sex I guess like studying his technique like it, like you he, like he's scouting <laughs> like he's doing uh, what do you call it uh I mean reviewing uh, tape like, like doing advanced scouting, like self-scouting himself or whatever. Yes. Like it's, 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 a really, it's a really weird situation with this company. Um, uh, what would they win over last year? And then, like, you know, the crazy part is, like, they add, they do the Tyson thing, and then, like, you know, it pretty much counters every, that, plus the uh, the pay-per-view money change, and, like, it turns everything around for them.
0: Like that. Uh, yeah, in, like,
1: a matter of months. Uh,
0: Howard Schilling writes in, he says, I've heard some people argue that it's a work others say it's a shoot the fact that we're still talking about it 20 years after it happened leaves one common denominator that it was a special event which will probably never be repeated because of how much information is accessible in today's world and that's uh that's a very important thing um and i think this is also important to note like when all this shit happened bret hart picked up the phone the first guy that he called was a dude he didn't necessarily even like but he realized his importance and it was dave Meltzer. And basically, the two, um, you know, we, we got a relationship with F4W over there, but so this isn't us, like, just, um, you know, shilling or anything. But if you read those two issues of The Observer, like, you can't, you can't tell them, like, the painstaking detail and accuracy. Like, you can compare it to, like, Bret Hart's book. You can listen to Pritchard's podcast. You know, you might that get a little... Was
1: I was gonna that? say, like it's almost as if it's almost as if Brett keeps like, you know, painstaking uh notes so that eventually he'll write a book or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and, and I strongly feel that Bret Hart's um book is the greatest wrestling book uh, or biography that has ever been. Uh will never be touched. Um unless Vincent Man decides to write one. But um I highly doubt that. Um Yeah, but like the the value of like you know as Howard was saying like how much information is accessible in today's world it started pretty much from there i would say <laughs> like like I, I imagine the internet was like internet wrestling community was in its infancy and there were people that kind of knew what was going on but that kind of stoked those fires like it made people like how the fuck do i find out what really happened um nicholas Guerrero says plain and simple it needed to be done to save potential embarrassment and harm for the wwe championship and the company now this was a line of thinking back then um
1: now i have an issue with that because like everybody that was back there aside there's not a single person i've heard um whether it was pritchard whether it was Cornette, whether it was um jim ross I have yet to hear anybody that was involved in the backstage uh, situation as far as booking committee or whatever else or what are you want to call them, where they actually thought that after Brett gave his word that he would not like show up on Raw with the title, that he would, that that, that well, he would around. cross them on that. Everybody, everybody believed that Brett would, would not do that to, to Vince and to the company. Especially because, you know.
0: There was a lawsuit going on at the time. Were, oh, we can do some things. Yeah,
1: too. That's another thing about that too.
0: Like with the with the Scott Hall, the the gimmick infringement stuff. Like, so WCW was already in court with them. Like, I don't think that, that was it. Obviously, it, you know, Eric Bischoff is capable of anything, but I don't think he, you know, it, it was literally illegal for Bret Hart to do, that. <laughs> like according to yeah. you know the litigation, the contracts, and all that. So I, yeah, but in WWE's twisted mind of thinking like you know they care about the lineage and even though they've fucked their own lineage by that point they had, they had held the belt up at several you know various times like
1: yeah like you know wrestlemania 4
0: yeah <laughs> uh you know like, they,
1: like, they, like you told me we're about to hold them up and vacate the title oh you mean like when you vacated and had a fucking tournament at a russell mania for price sakes
0: you know they 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 also had you know the royal rumble in 1992 um for a vacant championship yeah. um yeah. They, they also had i'm trying to think i think it was actually cool for until then it was cool until then, but um, they had Bob Backlund basically win that shit and drop it immediately <laughs> uh, from Bret Hart to Diesel. Um, yeah, so um, Cam Logan says it's the greatest thing to ever happen in wrestling, which strong argument. You know, you could you could say all parties benefited from it. Bret Hart. Launched into WCW as hot as he possibly could. Obviously, it didn't work out for him, uh, but he did get paid. Shawn Michaels, you know, got the championship how how he wanted it and everything like that. And, you know, Vince Van pretty much, re- you know, that was the spark for his product to essentially turn around. Um,
1: yeah. And, he, and look, and you are still paying the cost for, for turning the business to what they turned it into, where the whole thing is his, is his meta deal where, oh, uh, it's not actually a wrestling show It is a behind the scenes Look at, at evil motherfuckers Controlling the wrestling show And that's what it's been for the last 20 years ever since then. <laughs> Yeah
0: That's pretty much it um, uh, Dre Sosa says Brett screwed Brett um, You know Simon also says Brett uh, Brett not wanting to lose to Sean was petty bullshit. He's the top star for them, and you're out the door. Yes, he's an asshole, but you can pride yourself on being this great. But you can pride yourself on being this great wrestler in all facets. Then get petty as you
1: leave. So you know you know what like there's a there's a weird thing with like the Brett thing about the Brett screw Brett thing is almost like falls in place with what what's going on in like everything that happens, whether it's. Um, and there's a lot of like people have a weird thing about blaming victims for being victimized, as if like stuff like like as if bad shit can never happen to them. It's just like oh, you know, everybody can armchair quarterback and, and tell you about how like they would avoid themselves from getting raped, how right? they avoid themselves from getting shot by the cops, or how they can avoid themselves from apparently getting screwed over by uh, by by evil motherfuckers that always that have been planning on uh, screwing you over for for months for at a time, like this, right? So like you look back at it and be like, look, man. He operated in good faith. Um, Sean was a jackass. Sean was unprofessional. Sean um, didn't put people over when he was supposed to put people over. Ever? E- yeah, ever. Literally, like you heard him say it on uh, you heard him say it on on the microphone. The, the heartbreak kid lays down for no <laughs> one, no man, or whichever it was called. The right? heartbreak
0: kid doesn't lay That's- down for anybody.
1: Yeah. That man, off, that man is known to run off on the plug, right? Yes. When it when it comes time to when when that bill comes due, that man is known to run off yes. on the tab. They ain't,
0: ain't no ain't no bills.
1: Yeah, so like I don't understand why like people can't be like, look, man, I understand what, in a, I get that in the vacuum what, what Vince or what Brett was, doing was, um, is or was unprofessional, but like lose completely lose sight of the context of look what he was look what. Look what was getting rewarded at the time, like being unprofessional at that time was getting rewarded. So why can't he
0: be unprofessional? I don't understand. Like what's, you know, yeah. Uh, and also another thing, uh, Simon, like, like you say, uh, like, like Brett was the top star then. Like Sean yep. was like the income. Like he Sean was coming along as a top star and he got to run with it. But Brett was the top star. Like, yep. You know, like he was he was the guy that. Like Brett would've had to like give it to him. So like he came along after.
1: Um, yeah, and also this thing with Sean, well Sean was well, Sean at the time, he wasn't um, in the IC days, he wasn't necessarily the uh, the actual guy as much as it was. He was almost like uh, the Chief Jay Strombow where like Brett's the champion or breast in the main event and I'm in the main event and he and or, and Sean's underneath basically getting guys ready for whatever for the main event or for with Brett or for like whatever weird thing is gonna happen with um with Undertaker. Like he's pretty much like the guy that you go to before you finally get to the main event um at the time. And a lot of that built on like whether it was Diesel or the Razor Ramon as far as like he it wasn't about necessarily about Sean necessarily being over. It was about him getting his other guys over and then he gets recognition as far as being the genius in the ring because he had he got these great matches out of these guys that didn't necessarily have the best matches in the world. And I mean that's also the pill you know, in general, with Brett was that whole run from you know of the ninth of the early nineties to I mean, the mid nineties was everybody in WWF had their best match with either Brett or Sean. Period.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Ativ Nawaz, all the way from the UK. What's up, man? We got to get you on the show one day. Uh, he says, "Awful. Vince was wrong. Brett was right. I accept that Brett is bitter now." Uh, But to ask him to have his character destroyed by someone who openly disrespected him in his home country, Brett had reasonable creative control for the last 30 days in his contract. Brett was loyal to Vince and stayed with him for more dates and less money. He signed a 20-year contract with him. People always make a big deal about the kind-hearted and generous Vincent Mann helping Brett negotiate with WCW. He needed WCW to sign Brett, as they were the only people that would take Brett and his contract off of his hands. Brett was an upstanding locker room leader, and perhaps some... Um, I need to turn it off. Um, He was like, Brett was an upstanding locker room leader, someone with an impeccable track record. Vince had no reason to suspect Brett would do him wrong. And if you can work off a handshake deal with Jeff Jarrett, you're clearly a reasonably trusting person. So, <laughs> so, so, yes, yeah, so shouts <laughs> out to Otte, who, who, you know, anytime we can clown on Jeff Jarrett, uh, we do so. Get well soon, Jeff Jarrett. Um, so. Vince didn't have to double-cross Brett. Brett offered to drop the belt to anyone and theoretically had another month on his contract. Vince had options. He he made what was the morally wrong choice and screwed someone who'd given him most of his adult life.
1: Yeah. I mean... Okay, so on one end, you have the breast screw Brett, and on the other end, you, like, Brett's the murder. Like, I'm, not, I'm somewhere between on that. Like... At the same time, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm fit more into the line of like Brett got screwed over. But at the same time, like Brett ain't no saint. Brett acted unprofessional. Um, Brett did act small and petty and childish, and he, 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 and he, definitely you know took the business way too seriously, especially at that time where things were changing. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that he, you know, he was older than, um, than, yeah, uh, like the click guys, right? Yeah. For the most part, you know, because he's old, because you know Nash is old as shit, but um but how old is how old is Nash is Nash older than Brett
0: Nash is a little bit younger than Brett probably like two or three years younger
1: okay. okay yeah, but you know unless you know him maturity sure level, these are hanging out with Sean and, and Walton my god <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like Brett grew up in an era and also he was in that territory you know lifer like but like, he grew up in the era where like you haven't taken that seriously and then you know he got into you know um he got to w w e f and you know, that that kind of seriousness. A
0: lot of pride and a
1: lot you know, of dick, lot him, of dick lot. measuring. Yeah, Lane, that pride got him a lot of money and a lot of fame. So I get that, but it's true. Like a lot of stuff, you know, did, he had a lot of stuff working against him and he didn't do himself it. He wasn't exactly a saint in this situation either.
0: Yeah, comment from Caleb. He says, just have Brett vacate the title. He's not the type that would disrespect your title and throw it in the trash can. And I think this goes back to Vince like, you know, is feeling like that would kill the prestige of the title. Um you know, meanwhile they they they'd had um finishes coming off of flash paper and um photographers' faces for the world title at that point. Um yeah. you know as we mentioned.
1: I, go ahead. Yeah, like I I think the main I think the main thing is just like I joked about it earlier, just like the, the Cornet joke where he's like, Yeah, well, here you go, Brett. Or uh, yeah, you know, took, I've done done it all basically. Took um, I, I I done it all. I did it my way. I took on all comers. Um, I whooped I whooped all your whole roster's ass. There's nothing left <laughs> me to do. Um, it's almost like when um, it's almost like when Hogan uh, said it after he screwed over. I uh, think he came out as a third man at the Bash Beach. He's like, I looked around and I did everything, and you know what, brother, I'm bored. Yes. <laughs> Yes. He's like, so, I'm going to where the big boys play for two, you know, for two and a half million dollars, and, uh, holla. Really? That's it. That's all.
0: Drop the belt on the ground. Walk out the ring. Yeah, Drop like, the mic, too.
1: It would have been, it would have been a definitely a bad look with it, but I believe that, like, they thought, like, that yeah, would have been, like, a complete death nail, as if, you know, like, it would... To them, they took it as, like, that's the next worst thing you can do was, aside from um, throwing the belt actually in the trash. And, and they did
0: like, to be fair to WWE, <laughs> they didn't know how close they were because they felt like they were, like, done if that happened. Like, the, the company was, like, yeah. finito, finished. Um, but, yeah, man, just the, just the thought of the Brett saying, like, you know, I whooped your whole roster's ass and, you know... <laughs> Bro, this
1: shit like, would be hilarious. Just, just real, real talk, it like this, right? Yes. okay. Brett, Brett's champ, or Brett, Brett comes back the next Monday, right? Like, Brett wouldn't do this, but Brett, let's say in theory, all the things Brett could do if he showed up, right? Right. All right. I will look. I will be a little. I will be a little pussyfoot pretty boy. <laughs> I will be your dead man. I will be your, your, your. I will be your immortal dead man that with the magic power powers and shit. Yes. And the, the the toughest sob that the, uh, the biotic the redneck. And I all whooped his ass i I ever his, fought look, him. I, look, look, I whooped his ass and, and let them in a pool of his own blood too. I'm going. And I'm finna go to WCW.
0: Where the big boys play. Yeah.
1: In theory, that you know that does look really bad. And the fun part about this whole situation is, why in the hell when you how do you get to a situation where you feel like you may or may not? Have to not pay this dude his money, and then make him champion, rich, like in short order.
0: I, I don't think. I think it came after.
1: Right, but like,
0: like Brett was okay, already so, the champion, and then he was like, "Man, I can't pay you." But how do you do that and, and while and the, the dude's wearing the belt? But
1: they made him champion, and uh, they made him champion in, in August, August, and then like what October? It was sep- decided, September. Yeah, we can't pay you no more.
0: I think it was September. They decided we can't pay you anymore.
1: So you I mean that's even worse? So literally a month, a literally a month after you made him champion, we like, yes. yeah, bro, we can't actually do this. Then why you do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's for Vince. If Vince Man ever liked to join uh, on One Nation Radio, uh, maybe he can answer that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, comment from Dion Murphy said. Uh, that's when the world of wrestling understood Vince McMahon was not the dude to fuck with. That is definitely true. <laughs> Vince McMahon, uh disrespect for the WWE championship will not be tolerated on his watch. When um, he
1: makes a you know a 54 year old guy the champion,
0: yeah, himself, like
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Sergio Parra or, or, says,
1: or he goes to digs up Backlund to go and beat Bret Hart.
0: Correct. Correct, Bob Backlund, who had felt fell off the, place, the the face of the earth uh, Sergio Parra says it shouldn't have happened there was plenty of ways around it Brett was willing to drop it to anyone else or even to Shawn the next night the screw job did not need to happen and considering how long Brett stayed loyal to WWE even though that loyalty wasn't always returned he should have had a better exit they broke wrestling's number one rule and I don't see them having the same outcome if that happened today
1: Uh I mean Okay Bret so, Hart has a
0: lot less leverage today, so I don't think it gets that far.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like it's either, oh, do you want to reschedule or do you want to go or do you want to renegotiate your contract or do you like want to go to New Japan or or go in the Indies? Like there was no there was no place where you can, you know, get out of you know, basically have a good ass job and then leave and get a better job. Like, there was, no, there was no situation like that. Um, but as far as the, you know, all the tops of the options and stop rules that, 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 that Brett offered them, like, the one I believe the least is, I'm not going to put him over on pay-per-view, but, like, I will put him over on on free on tv the night after.
0: And he also uh, offered to drive the belt to the Brooklyn Brawler as well <laughs> in Madison Square Garden. Like, that's hilarious. I feel like that's Brett being a jackass because he knew Vince McMahon was yeah. going to do that shit. Exactly um, Yeah. In yeah, uh, our last uh, comment I want to say uh, Joe Saba he says It created the biggest heel investment man I admire him for doing it Brett didn't want to drop the title to Sean Not his decision to make It's his company he can do as he pleases Brett should have dropped the title but didn't want to So Vince took matters into his own hands And stood up for himself and his family's company uh, Point in point um, Because it was a family company At that point uh, He probably wouldn't be where he is today um, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So my thing on that is, all right, so this is a, uh, how do I say this? Just because you own the company does not mean you own the employees. Um, and, you know, they like to, be, we always talk about how, you know, WWE likes to say to these guys aren't employees, meanwhile, like, you know, they can't actually, like, be independent contractors and, you know, work somewhere else, right? Unless, you know, you, you sit out for 90 days to make sure you're not hot in these streets no more.
0: Yes, that's um,
1: not hot. I think that yeah, I think the yeah man's not hot at all. Um, man can never ever be hot. Yes, uh, but I think the thing is, and we, I mean, you talked about this when in, in terms of uh, when uh, the heat basically told Wade to walk. Um, and, ba- and it was like, okay, so you so you spent your whole time trying to sell um, your company or or companies. You know, they tried to. You know, to potential uh, clients or not clients, uh, employees is you try to sell not only just the money, you sell professionalism, and you sell you know, quote unquote, family and loyalty. Well, can't really do that once you screw over like you know, you know your second your second five five-time champion ever. Like you can't like that. That's out the window. Like you're just cutthroat as everybody else. Like it's it's gone. And the thing about that is like when it comes to that kind of thing, like, it, it's all about relationships and you're going to have to deal with people that are pains in the ass to deal with, like Sean, where, and you're going to have to, quote unquote, be, be fair and have to mediate some of these things. And when you do, when, once you do something like that, like you set a precedence of, like, anything can happen, uh, the locker room can be, you know, as tense as it already is with guys, you know, already, you know, accidentally on purpose as they say, and everybody's you know, and it's a zero sum game and everybody's trying out right here fighting for for real it's estate spots. turf, um, overness, time slots, all that kind of stuff, to throw in the, the part where, oh yeah, and your book could screw you. Yeah. Your book can undermine you. Like that 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 was a really, you know, that was a really uh dangerous element to throw into play when all these sharks are out here literally fighting for for, for money.
0: There's also drugs going around. There's, like, you know, like, dudes, like, giving their lives to this and beating their bodies to shit, and and then that fucks up their minds and everything else, like, you know, drinking problems. Like, wrestling is a a weird, weird business. Like, (laughs) it's so, so, so weird, Uh, especially back in those days. Um, Don't know if it's as weird anymore, but... um, I, I bet it's got to be even even more because like the at least back then they could lean a, a little bit on it like this is supposed to be real or legit or something like that, you know, but now it's like yo, y'all can do whatever y'all want. So y'all are at completely at our mercy. Uh I feel like the screw job changed the business um you know, in that respect where WWE is now like you mentioned they're forever the bad guy. And did they? Do you think they ever really made this right with Brett? Even though I you mean, know they yeah. put him in the Hall of Fame, they brought him back for WrestleManias and uh, did another angle with him when he was older, but he was a lot older.
1: Okay, so I think Brett has a lot of issues that um, that I sort of have, where it's hard for. Brett, Brett was always going to be somebody that was going to be hard to forgive because he's because he has such a great memory and he wrote all this stuff down and like he reads through all the crap that he's dealt all his grievances his list of grievances and like because you know not only does he have a great memory he also wrote them down he just go through and be like oh yeah these guys are even worse than I remember because I wrote I wrote the crap down so <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard for me it's really hard to like get over the kind of stuff when you're doing your mind of like yeah, would it wouldn't be right or better, or would it put my, you know, my soul at peace in a better, uh, um, or whatever if I, you know, forgave or let go of this, uh, yeah, stress in my life or whatever, or grudge I held. Or do I just remember, oh yeah, this person screwed me over and I want, and I, and not only do I want, um, whatever, uh, whatever I felt was coming to me, I want all of it. Like, that's that's a thing with people like you know they have good really good memories is like i mean i wish you have a good maybe maybe you know you're better at it than i am but like i'm really hard at letting shit go so (laughs) like I and i ain't never and i ain't never got a world championship took it for me you know what i mean and
0: and and now if you look at it in the context of the of the wwe title it sounds ridiculous Like, that it got to this level, but the WWE Championship back then is not what the WWE Championship is now, where they just can experiment with it for six months at a time. Um, This was literally
1: sink your company.
0: Yes, this was the cornerstone of their business. This was, like, 50 years or however long it had been around at that point. Um, And it was, like, I feel so bad for Bret Hart. You know, and I I don't know if that's just me always have been a fan of his, but um as you mentioned, he did have the immaculate memory, and he can if you if you ever read Bret Hart's book, like you can, I, I feel like Bret Hart's never lied to me or whatever, and that was like a <laughs> bit like even though he's a obviously he's a professional wrestler, he lies for a living, like you know, but <laughs> like I don't feel like he ever like tried to get over on his fans like like could them or anything like that like he was like yo this is how i felt about the situation this is what happened this is why i don't think it's right and i challenge you to to debate me on it or anything like that like like this guy was clearly wronged in, in so many different ways and it's so unfortunate that you know that happened but at least he did get to come back and he did, you know, realize that eventually, like, you know, all those matches that he had, you know, people needed to see them. So he would he allowed that men's to be made because, you know, he didn't want all this stuff locked in a vault where no one could see it because what do we still look back on now? bret hart's great matches bret hart's uh you know promos bret hart's uh, entire you know run of influencing you know the style of wrestling that i like uh and that many other people like and him being a pioneer the the first guy to break through that wasn't this huge muscle motherfucker like you know that or or had like a, a loud you know personality essentially like like a macho man or whatever bret was like an everyman um when I was a kid like you know my favorite wrestlers were Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and it was it it was never quite the same seeing him in WCW if you ever seen him at all because he would disappear for months at a time but I you know I can't say I wish it didn't happen because you know everything in wrestling like kind of you know it shook out the way it did but it damn sure is crazy to think about
1: if it never happened Yeah, um, who knows if, you know, if that doesn't happen, screw it up and happen. Maybe there's not even a, maybe there's not even a major professional, um, wrestling show on, you know, cable anywhere. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's literally, you know, like the biggest thing would be TNA. Think about that. Oh hell! No. Maybe, the big, maybe the, like if not for this, maybe the biggest thing, maybe the biggest wrestling promotion in the world will be, or in, in America, will be the size of like TNA, not necessarily TNA, but the size of TNA.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, any final thoughts from you uh, uh, on this, James?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said this before about in, in um, on the podcast about um, uh, the screw job but like if it's it's. It's almost like tragic in a way because you think um, both of these people are working or are operating under good faith, where it's actually a real live relationship where he you comes to you and says, Look, I don't think we can actually do this. I don't think I can pay you the amount of money that I'm paying you, and Biz operating under good faith. And you feel, uh, you know, you read, I um, think it's called Titan. Uh, you mentioned yeah, uh, Titan sinking. Titan. Yeah um or you you know you fo- just follow um the week to week talk about the negotiation and you feel you you feel like they're gonna figure this out and then you get to a point where you get to like maybe like two weeks out and you're just like oh my god this i mean i mean how many times i've um how how much i know like the back of my hand like you just reach a point where you're just like oh my god they're, they're not they this is um, this is broken they're they're not gonna be able to fix this He's going, he's going to leave. Um, And then, like, to see that part where you reach that point and then, like, you looked at what happened after that and then, like, what happened to his career after, it's um, it's almost like tragic because he still had many, many good years left because, I mean, 97, you can argue it's his best year. Yeah. yeah. You can say that. It's his best year as a wrestler, He's you know, and, like, within two years, he's done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, two three years. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, two years. Never, never mind. Yeah, um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I, I feel like I gotta go watch some Bret Hart matches after this just to get in better spirits. But um, yeah, man, I think that's gonna wrap it up for uh, our Montreal Screwjob edition. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, you know, it goes uh, without saying that WWE has uh, since uh, you know tastelessly tried to do the screw job in different situations. I I think they should kind of let that go forever now. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. Another another fantastic part about like how we talked about the professionalism of people. You know, arguing about bread, screwed bread, or whatever. Like, oh, so uh, like it takes literally the Undertaker having to uh, tape up his fist and be backstage. And um, and I mean, other than threat of uh, the guys of uh, there will be uh, mutiny. Danger, 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 and violence and pain involved if uh, if Sean doesn't do a job for us in his miserable life, uh, with the belt at WrestleMania 14. So, there's that as well. If and then th- he retires.
0: If you guys want, um, examples of Bret Hart's memory, um, you can check out the greatest rivalries DVD with him and Shawn Michaels, where Shawn Michaels feigns like. You know, confusion and memory loss. uh, While while Bret Hart sits next to him and and goes through every detail with no notes, and and, you know, not missing a a sentence, not stuttering on one word, like
1: (laughs) literally, and and everything is Sean is like whatever he said, right? Yeah, you know, that was a bad time for me. It was a dark time. Yeah, you know, I don't really remember, but you know, if Brett said so, then yeah. And just you know, I was a different
0: place then. I, you know, now I'm, you know, this it's HB Shizzle now. It's no. not. It's, I was back then. I was Sean. Now it's HB Shizzle. Yes, I mean, was like, on. So he, he 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 was damn near on that Rafael Palmero Like I'm not, or, <laughs> or or that Mark McGuire I'm not here to talk about the past. Like <laughs> pretty much. Like, but in like a nice way or whatever, because you know Bret Hart at any time could reach over and, and, and stretch him. You know. <laughs>
1: like the whole time like the whole that whole entire like meeting or, or not meeting the whole entire get together with him ross and uh him ross and brett is just like sean just pretty much just squirming in his chair as brett basically like tell tell the world like how unprofessional how much of a jerk he was uh 20 years or not 20 years at the time 15 years ago yes. and like and sean pretty much just sitting there saying like yeah yeah i was really bad back then You know, but
0: luckily I found Jesus. Yes, I'm saved now.
1: Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, man.
0: Uh, Yeah, but uh, that's going to wrap up our Montreal Screwjob show. Uh, um, Sunday we will be back with our um, AJ Styles celebration uh, for him winning the uh, WWE Championship. I may just prepare a rant. You never know. Um, We're going to be seeing Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks this weekend, James. Are you excited about that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited to go see the second best in the world.
0: Anyway, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, going it's, going, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Going, going to see real fun, going to see the best in the world, you know, Kenny Omega. And it, and it, and it it's,
1: it's not that often you get to see the second best wrestler that to walk the to earth at any given time, especially when they're not American. So, um, it's going, it's going to be, it's going to be real fun. You
0: know, like, I, I
1: mean, it's like going to see Okada, but you know, yeah. whatever, anyway it's still, you know,
0: Oh, uh, I, I, I'm planning on... Uh, I'm going to try to get there for the meet and greet. And I'm going to attempt to get a drop from Kenny Omega for One Nation Radio. That is going to be my goal. You know, I'm going to say, hey, would you mind, you know, saying it? And I'm going to hold my phone up say, hey, this is Kenny Omega, you listen to One Nation Radio. That would be awesome. So, if we can get that, you know, we, we would definitely be certified as a seven-star podcast. So, you know... um. Yeah, there was a big New Japan show this week. Recommend you guys check it out. Uh, It was dope. Um, But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Make sure you guys check out the SMC podcast. I hear they have a um, a podcast coming out this week where Rance will be spitting hot fire, as he says, uh, (coughs) about uh, the whole Kenny Omega and Jericho situation as well as the title change. Uh, So looking forward to see what what Rance uh, has to say and uh, those guys over there. uh, Shout out to Caleb and Curve. And... um, we're going to get free up by Caleb. Yep, free Caleb, as always, man. Um, uh, Shouts out to Jeremy, uh, so suplex.com. Make sure you guys uh, go ahead and visit over there. And obviously, uh, Ladd's Lariat uh, dropped, I dropped two columns this week. Uh, one about AJ Styles basically saving the WWE uh, like he's done all year. And another one about Chris Jericho maybe being the alpha of professional wrestling. So you guys should go ahead and check that out. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, run it back, five-star rate, all that, tell a friend. We about out of here. Later. Peace.